0: You're listening to episode 15 of Brave and Boss the Podcast On today's episode. I'm sharing the exact steps you can take to get more press. So let's dig in. welcome back everybody it's your host christy sumer of the Braven boss podcast thank you so much for listening it is so awesome to see the growth in our listeners and thank you a million times over for writing and reviewing this podcast it makes such a big difference to getting up in the rankings in itunes in particular and having more people find the podcast and that helps people just like you. So if you know an entrepreneur or business owner who would benefit from this podcast, just give it a quick share in a text message or in an email. I would not only like greatly appreciate it. I do this for free basically. Um, but I think for them, it would just add much value to their day because I know that there's not a lot of podcasts out there that are both actionable and strategic specifically for product-based businesses. So that's why I started this one a couple years ago. And on this episode, episode 15, we're going to talk about the exact steps to get more PR hits for your business. Now, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you'll probably think that we're killing it in PR. And that is pretty true as of late, but that was not always the case. So I'm going to share a little bit with you on my PR journey and what that looked like for my business Encircled and how I've managed press throughout the six years that I've had my business. And I'm going to share some things that you need to do now to get yourself more press ready or press friendly. And none of them are insurmountable, but they will take some time. So plan to take some notes in this episode and don't get overwhelmed. If you hear something and you think, oh man, I'd love to do that. And you think it's going to take a lot of time or resources, or you don't even know where to start, just write it down and figure that out later. All right. So let's start off. I'm going to start off by sharing my journey with press because I think it's important to share what goes on in the inside of a business. For those of you that don't know my ethical fashion brand, Encircled, I started it actually when I was full-time employed as a management consultant. And when I say I started it, I mean, I launched one product in two colorways, it's this multi-way dress cardigan thing called the Chrysalis Cardi. And I basically launched a website, put it up there and started selling. And one of the first things I did was I did retain a PR agency. And one of the major reasons I did that was because I didn't have the time to be doing my own marketing. And I thought it was a pretty buzzworthy product because it was new, innovative, and there was nothing like it on the market. So I thought it had a nice story to it. Um, so I retained a PR firm. I was also working full-time so I could fund that kind of activity because we'll talk about it a little bit later, but PR firms are a big investment and basically launched that way. So I had that PR firm. It was a small boutique, Toronto-based PR firm that's no longer around called Lotus Leaf PR. And I was with them, I think for about three, four months. And then at some point they came to me and basically said like, we're having trouble pitching your brand because you only have one product, which in retrospect was Pretty fair. I only did have one product, but we probably should have gone more into the US than trying to like figure out new products to launch in Canada, I think, at that time. But that was kind of my journey, and I was able to get quite a few great press hits at the time. This was back in 2012, 2013. Newspaper was still really good. It was still online, so you get lots of link backs to your website. Um, there was I did some TV. Um, my product was on TV, and I also went on TV. I did my first ever live TV segment on CHCH11 with the Crystals Cardi on. I think it was like six models. It was so crazy. CHCH11 is a um, local news morning show in Hamilton, which is just outside of Toronto. Um, and then I just decided like to part ways with the PR firm, and from then on out, I kind of. DIY'd it. I mean, I did my own pitching and we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like um, in just a little bit. But at some point I came across this woman who was a PR freelancer, which is something I'll also talk about. And she was putting together basically What would be the equivalent of a model go see so it was basically a press party and you could become a part of it if you paid a flat fee and she would curate a group of like top editors and showcase your product and all you had to do was um, bring some printed material and bring some product samples and she would take care of all the work and there would be like 40 to 50 like really important editors there in toronto and it sounded amazing and the cost was you know, I th- I actually don't remember what it was, so I'm not going to say it cuz it's probably not accurate, but it was reasonable and it was a one-time fee and I thought, you know, that totally makes sense and there was major editors from fashion magazine and all this kind of stuff that she pitched me and what ended up happening was uh, from my understanding, like almost no editors showed up, except for like maybe two or five or something like that, and they weren't even publications. they were publications we already knew, kind of through other contacts, and mostly it was like bloggers who had very, very small presence at the time. So it turned out to be a complete waste of money. However, because it was such a waste of money, I put a little bit of pressure on the prior freelancer, and she kind of kept pitching. Um, my product, um, thereafter in fairness to her, um, she did take that effort to try and make it right. And she was able to get us into the Globe and Mail, which is a, one of Canada's national newspapers in their gift section during holiday time. And when that happened, I mean, my website basically exploded. I thought there was something wrong with the website because I've never, I had more sales in one day than I think I had in like three months. So that was pretty pivotal for the brand. Um, From then on out, I parted ways with a freelancer. I DIY'd it for a bit. You can see the theme here. I kind of like go in with somebody and then leave again and um, ended up meeting a sustainable fashion PR firm. And I thought, what a great fit. Um, They were based in LA and Vancouver. And they basically planned to like pitch the brand. At this point, we had way more products um, to major publications. And I went on basically ghosties to flair and all these magazines in Toronto, and they were really unable to secure any press for us. And then also they just disappeared. So I was paying them a retainer that was quite substantial. And then at some point um, the major PR contact just went radio silent and she never answered my emails, didn't answer my phone calls. Um, I stopped paying her bills because she wasn't responsive. And then eventually she came back and said that she had been sick. This is like eight weeks later and, um, we just decided to part ways. So I went back to DIY, so I had somebody in house kind of doing pitching and we'll talk about that process a little bit more, which was kind of successful, but not really from a mass PR standpoint. And then in October of last year, I retained a boutique PR firm based in Toronto. And I went through quite an extensive process to select them. I actually interviewed five firms and this one came on my radar just randomly. I was at a friend's event and they were happened to be there and they popped by and she casually gave me her card, um, not even trying to sell herself. And I just met with them and got some information and really liked their vibe and basically signed up with them. So now they do all of our press. So that's kind of my PR journey and you'll see it's like not like I've had the same PR firm for like six years because that's definitely not recommended, um, but it's been up and down. And for where I am at my business right now, it does make sense to have a PR firm. However, I would say it totally depends on your business model, your cost structure, your margins, if you have funding, um, because as I'll talk about in just a little bit, there's a cost to PR team. So what does it take to get more PR hits in your business? The first thing that I think is really important is having a story with your brand. So I do some mentor coaching in Marie Forleo's B-School program, and she talks a lot about having brand stories. And I think it's integral to have something that an editor can pick up and talk about, and that would be interesting to an audience and would take them on kind of a journey of your business. So for example, in the beginning of Encircled, I used to talk a lot about my experience as a management consultant flying with just a small bag and wanting more versatile clothing. So I designed the Chrysalis Cardi, which you can wear eight different ways. So you don't need to pack as much when you're on the go. A very short, very simple story, but talks about my credibility, my experience as a traveler, a pain point that I experienced and the solution that I developed. So you really need to work on crafting those stories for your brand and you don't need to have like dozens of them. Now we have a much different story for our brand because we focus more on conscious lifestyle and capsule wardrobes. However, it's really important to have something. You can't just be the brand that sells deodorant. You need something more than that. That's really old school to have like... Just like, I used to work for this brand. I don't want to slam them, but they're called Lady Speedstick <laughs> and they're owned by Col- Colgate Palmolive. And I would say that like a lot of people, when they said Lady Speedstick, they wouldn't even know what to associate with that. Like, you know, when you say a brand name and you're like, you know, away luggage and you're like, oh, chic. Like when there's a word, when people would say like Lady Speedstick, they would be like high school deodorant. Like they wouldn't have like a great brand. Um, word to associate with them. And to me, like part of why that brand was still so successful is because they had just so much mass distribution in every single drugstore and pharmacy and, um, grocery store and mass merchandiser in the country. However, they had very, um, transient brand equity and, their brand messaging was not very clear or differentiated. So you really want to work on that and have a very clear value proposition and become known as an expert in something. So a lot of times you'll see, I just did a TV segment where I did um an organizing segment with a closet showing how you could curate your wardrobe and become more streamlined, but you really want to have something that you're known for. And I find that like with women in particular, this is where those frotty feelings come in. Like we start thinking. Oh, I'm not the expert in this. How could I possibly know anything about this? And people people know more than me. Somebody's going to find out that I'm not that expert. And we really have to get over that because you're never going to get anywhere if you think like that. And everybody was a beginner at some point, and there's always going to be people who know more than you. There's always going to be people who know less than you. And it's really in how you articulate that expertise. So I've somehow parlayed myself into being an expert about made in Canada manufacturing because apparel manufacturing is really key to our business. I also talk a lot about sustainability. Clearly, I talk a lot about entrepreneurship and running a business as well. I talk a lot about a conscious lifestyle, minimalism. And these are all topics that I've just basically learned about and taught myself and started to implement in my own life. And then I can teach other people how to do it. So think about what it is that you do. Maybe you make bath bombs with natural ingredients and maybe you are really knowledgeable about natural ingredients that can go into beauty products that are safe and harm-free. Maybe you have a business doing watches and you're just an expert on what watch type is best for um, every different type of lifestyle or wrist. Like, Try and think about what your experience in your business makes you an expert at. And maybe it's not an expert at something super related to your business. Maybe it's something a little bit bigger. So for example, perhaps you have a business making t-shirts and a portion goes back to um, a women's foundation or something like that. So maybe you're a proponent of women's education. Like, Try to become something and hone in that craft and that message, not only for your brand, but for yourself. Because I think a lot of media likes to focus on the founders and the presidents, CEOs of business. So you need to have that personality and really be able to communicate not only your brand's brand, but your own brand and bring some value to them as well. So the other thing I'm going to say about getting more PR hits is to have a press friendly site. That is so, so important. I talk a lot on this podcast about building a great website and I'm not going to go into the principles of that right now. There's a lot of great previous episodes in this season as well as the previous season about that, but you definitely want to have a press section on your website. And I know you may be saying, what if I don't have any press? What do I put in my press section? well, good thing you asked. So I'm going to tell you exactly what you should put in there. So if you have no press, or even if you don't have press, you should have a press section. And in your press section, if you don't have any press mentions, which I highly doubt unless you're brand, brand new, um, you can put your email address and put press inquiries. If you're using Google Enterprise, Google Suite, whatever, you can put an alias email address, like press at you know braveandboss.com and put that there and say, all press inquiries go here. What else can you put on there? You can put a press kit. So what is a press kit? A press kit is basically a summary of your brand with your value proposition, your founder story, all that stuff I just talked about, a few of your key products, um, links to logos, links to um, downloadable photos of your products of the founder, And it may take you some time to make a really great press kit. So, and you may have to hire a a graphic designer if you want, but you could do it in Canva. Like hypothetically, my first press kit looked crazy, crazy bad. I did it myself in Adobe um, InDesign, which I've taught myself and I'm not a graphic designer. So thank you if you do think that I am, but I have no experience in it. And I basically just like went on the web, on the web, I went on Google and I said like, what goes in a press kit? And I just Googled it and I figured it out. That is so, so key. So figure out what goes in a press kit. Make up a press kit. You can even buy press kit templates, I think now, um, on Canva as well as potentially on um, other blogger sites. I think Jenna Kutcher has one. I'm pretty sure JennaKutcher.com has one. I'll put some links in the resources um, section for this, but it's can be super, super easy. And it's something that um, editors can just grab and know more about your brand. Having brand photos, I think is really important. And for press as well, they're going to want to see um, your product on a white background. They're going to want to see it maybe with on a person and off a person, they're going to want to see editorial examples. So you're going to want to have lots of options for them as well as press typically want to see high res images. So making a Dropbox folder or a Google drive or something that's public um, and making that accessible off your site can make sense as well. Just be careful with security. If you're using Google drive and you have um, other assets in there for your business, make sure it's a secure folder. And then if you do have press, put some of your press mentions in there. And if you don't have major media, who cares? Just put them in there. Maybe you were mentioned in an article. Maybe a blogger mentioned you. Put links to that stuff. We need to start seeing that credibility because that really helps. Press likes to see when they mention people and other things because it shows that you're reliable and credible and that people like hearing your story. So the next thing you want to do is pick your approach. And when I say that is basically you hire somebody to help or you do it DIY. I've done both. So I'm going to tell you the pros and cons of each and let you decide. So you can hire somebody to help. And when you hire somebody to help, you can hire somebody internally. You could hire a freelancer. You could hire a PR company and there are lots of pros to hiring it out. It means that you don't have to do it. And quite honestly, for a lot of founders, uh, press pitching is like the last thing they want to do. In particular, I will say for me, it was like one of the last things I wanted to do because it's all about talking about yourself and how amazing you are and it just feels weird. Um, and there's a lot of follow up required and you need contacts. So that's why having sometimes a PR agency or a freelancer who works in PR is great because they can do the press pitching, they can do press releases, they can craft pitches, they can follow up on them and they likely have better contacts than you do. Um, the cons of hiring it out, whether it's internally or externally, is really that the cost. So the cost is significant. I don't know about PR freelancers because I've never really worked with one consistently, but a PR firm could be anywhere from a 1000 to, I've heard, $20,000 a month. So you really need to shop around. You need to know what you want. You need to find the right firm for you, for the size of business, and you need to find a PR firm that aligns with your values. This is so critical. Our PR firm at Encircled supports a lot of charities. They do a lot of local work. They like working with small brands. It's a great fit for us. Would we actually interviewed another PR firm that was a really good fit as well? I really liked the founder, but they were working with these gigantic brands who, quite frankly, were way out of our league and not in a way that like, um, was bad, but just in a way that like, I don't know if they could have told our story because of that. So, if you are going to hire a PR team or a freelancer, make sure you interview them, find out their rates, find out some clients, get some testimonials, speak to previous clients. Um, if they're not willing to give you references to talk to, then that's a big red flag. And, you know, they're likely going to want you to sign an agreement, but make sure you read that carefully, sign it carefully, and know the billing terms and all that kind of good stuff up front. Um, and know what your exit strategy is if you are going to leave a PR firm. I have heard that you shouldn't keep a PR firm for more than I think it's a year because um, their contacts get stale, but I don't know if that's 100% true. I think if they're creative and they're constantly expanding their network, you can do that. I know people who've had the same press firm for like uh PR team for like years. So um, I'm not sure that's a steadfast rule. For freelancers, I mean, there's a lot more flexibility there. Generally they're cheaper because they don't work for other people. They don't have overhead, um, but they may not have the contacts um, as broadly and may not be as um accessible I guess because they're working on an hourly basis so they're going to have very targeted pitches but that's an option as well. The DIY approach is really doing it yourself or having somebody on your team do it. And this is a lot of legwork cuz you have to build a press press list. So you have to find all these press contacts and I've done this so I can speak to how how much time this takes. So first you want to build a press contact list. Again, the internet is so helpful in this. You can buy them, you can figure out email addresses by doing reverse lookups, but it takes time. Building that list and keeping it accurate is massive, massive time. Um, you can network at events and meet press and stuff like that. Again, takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort, but a good practice to do anyways, even if you're not pitching anything. Um, you can tag different press contacts on Instagram or Twitter on messages that you think they would like. Um, I wouldn't be annoying with this, but that is an opportunity as well. Um, and there's something called Harrow, help a reporter out, which is basically they send a bunch of pitches out and you just respond to them. Um, and that's can be a great source for press. So when I was DIYing it, I got quite a few hits through that, but I do find now it's much more um, bloggers and stuff like that who are pitching through there and less of the traditional kind of core newspaper, TV, et cetera. So, a lot of it is just groundwork, pitching, following up. You'll likely never hear back. Pitch again. You know, I remember doing some holiday pitches to some American publications, and I would get like an out of office responder. Somebody's like, moved jobs, and I'd email the other person. I never hear back. I email them again. Like, it's a lot of work, but it's totally possible to do it. And the best approach I think you can do if you are going to DIY it is to have a focused approach. So be very focused on what you're doing. So pick a few key publications and really go hard at them. Go at them with one specific angle. So if you sell bath bombs that, you know, are good for the earth and good for the skin, like go in with that angle really hard. Don't focus on anything else. Don't talk about where they're made. Just talk about that very niche message and pick, you know, real simple, Oprah um O Magazine like um yoga journal, like pick a very niche network and just keep going after them. Um, I think focus is really important if you're DIYing it. Um, the other thing that I think it's important to generate more press for your business is to constantly be making content. So not only making content on your social media platforms, but also making it on, Um, your website. So writing articles and stuff like that, because you want to be search engine friendly. And I won't go into the details on SEO here. And I am by no means an SEO expert. There's a lot better podcasts for that. But being searchable is really important because oftentimes... If somebody's writing an article, for example, for a magazine, they're going to be Googling and trying to find sources of brands. They're going to be looking for sustainable fashion brands that make t-shirts. So you want to be showing up in those results because sometimes that will be a great source of organic content. We've definitely gotten into articles before where We didn't pitch them. Uh, They never reached out. They just found us through Google and that's awesome. That's free press. So make sure you're staying up on your SEO, generating content, constantly improving your website and doing all that important stuff. Um, The second last thing I'm going to say that's really important because I think this episode is getting really long and I feel like I'm speaking so quickly because I want to get all this information in for you guys um, to getting more press is to be really easy to work with and fast and responsive. Oftentimes, editors are working on really tight timelines for publications. So be easy to work with, be flexible, be fast. You know, you see that email come in from that um, editor at like 11 p.m., you respond right away. I know everybody talks about like work life balance and whatever. I, I know that's really important, but. You get that Forbes.com request, you better be responding to that within less than 12 hours. Um, and you better have everything they need. It's super important because so many people will delay and, you know, procrastinate and then the opportunity is gone. A lot of time you'll see on the help a reporter out, which I mentioned earlier, um, the timelines for turnaround are really tight and that will eliminate 99% of people because um, they're too busy, they're not focused, or maybe they're lazy, but you are not that. So you get in there, you make those pitches and you respond to those pitches with professionalism, resources, all the links they would need, um, and all the information to make their job easier. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say about getting press hits is to be like a good press friendly brand and share stuff. So if you've got a couple of editors, um, or publications that you really love and think would be a great fit for your brand, there's nothing better than starting a relationship by consistently sharing, liking and commenting on their stuff and building a relationship that way. So say, for example, you're really into the every girl, which I love. Um, you know, commenting on their posts, sharing their posts, you know, um, commenting on their blog posts, like getting really interactive with them will help you get noticed and make you more familiar to the brand when you do pitch to them. So it just creates good karma. And when somebody does mention you in something, definitely share it out. Do not miss that opportunity because people love to work with brands that are taking their stuff and sharing it around because that increases their reach as well. So they're going to want to work with you again if you're sharing, for example, that TV spot in your newsletter. Okay. So I've hit 25 minutes and I'm trying to keep our episodes down to 30 minutes. So I'm going to wrap up with this one, but I think I gave you guys some really tangible tips to getting more PR hits feel free to listen to this back, maybe on half speed, because I felt like I was talking really, really quickly. But I'm going to throw a ton of resources and links into the show notes and the link will be in the description so you can get that and hopefully start getting some more PR hits for your brand. All right. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear your feedback. And until the next one, talk to you soon.